Welcome back to the Elevated State Podcast. This is episode number 22. My name is Matt. I'm here with my co-host, Trung. And today, we have a guest, Tommy Christie. How are you doing, man? How did you end up on this podcast? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thank you so much, guys. I'm honestly humbled and honored to be here. Really appreciate you both. So I guess the reason I'm here, I connected with Trung a couple of weeks ago because I saw his content on X. Great writer. You know, uh, I really appreciate your writing, Trung. It's really, you got your own style. We connected. We chatted about all things based. Uh, we, talk, we talked about a lot of different <laughs> things. Uh, I'd say I'm a writer, first and foremost. I'm a writer. I'm a photographer. I'm here in the creator economy to, to get free. You know, that's my end goal. That's what attracted me here. That's what keeps me going every day is just my desire to, to create relentlessly and to form strong relationships with as many people as that I, that I can. And to come on podcasts like this, like this is so resonant with what I'm doing here. Um, hopefully that's, hopefully that's a good answer to that. That, that was really good. Um, so a little background between, um, for like the audience here, like Tommy, um, his, his writing is like very different. Like he, he says like my standings, like my writing is like a lot different. Like he has his own little style and it's very, very, um, different. Like it's just, that's the only way you can really say it. And because it's so different, he's been blowing up, bro. You've been absolutely blowing up on X um, through your writing, through being on spaces and stuff too. Like mm -hmm. you've been killing the spaces game as of late. Like you, um, before we started recording, you talked about you're on, um, a space with Greg Lunt as well as NFT God Alex, um, earlier today at the time of like, this recording, like how, um, the first question I'd like to ask you is like, how did you, um, like start on X and like, why do you want to start building on X in general? Yeah, it's a great question. I think part of it like goes back to Elon Musk. Just because I, I think Elon is just based as fuck. And he's he's just a really intelligent, uh, innovative person. And I, saw, I knew when he moved to X that it was going to take off over a longer period of time. And I knew it was somewhere I wanted to be. You know, he was talking about making it this platform centered around free speech um, and centered around authenticity. And I really resonated with that. So that's why I moved to X. And I've been writing my whole life in in a lot of different ways and uh you know i used to work oh i used to write for my high school paper i wrote for my college paper i've been just journaling for years and i've read a lot of books like i'm a huge reader like i'm just a, a lover of language in general like the english language i i'm absolutely obsessed with it like i've got i'm just like if you see my apartment right now it's just like full of books everywhere and I, I'm obsessed with reading and obsessed with words and ideas. And I figured that I just had something to say. I have a lot, I have a lot to say. And X is just this beautiful, well, it's two things. It's a stage and it's a network at the same time. Like, obviously you have your own little stage where you can write and share your writing, but you're only going to get so far as like your relationship with other people. You know, you need to network with others on this platform. So really, I just wanted to make a lot of a lot of really cool friends and like improve my writing communication skills there's this quote from jordan peterson that i really like uh, i might butcher it a little bit but he says if you can think and speak and write you are absolutely deadly so mm. i think improving your communication and writing and speaking skills are just so so damn valuable so for all those reasons i wanted and also 
freedom. I think I had talked about that a little bit earlier. When I say freedom, I mean a couple different things. Like I want to be a creator online, whether it's a co like uh, whether it's a coach, a writer, a ghostwriter. I haven't totally figured out my monetization strategy. Uh, even podcasting, I think, would be really cool. But I want I want freedom, freedom of place. Like I want to be able to move wherever the hell I want to move. I want to be able to like go to Colombia. I want to be able to go to like the Greek islands. I want to be able to go to Nepal with my laptop and just create pure value, you know, with, with the keys on my computer. I want to be able to connect with other people wherever I go. Um, so that's, that's part of it. Uh, I also believe that the economy is changing drastically right now. And I think we are moving away from kind of like this corporate ecosystem. And I think that people that are creators, they are going to be more anti-fragile than people that aren't creating content online. So, so geographic freedom and then freedom from kind of like a corporate overlord are the main things I was looking for. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I just, I absolutely love your philosophy and no wonder you're growing so fast on X. Uh, same thing with Trung. You guys have a very unique writing style. Um, your philosophies are very, they stand out from the crowd. Um, my question would mm -hmm. be, how do you think that philosophy has allowed you to grow, grow so fast or alternative question? Like what is, you mentioned that the space is changing. What did it look like before and how can people starting to get into writing now stand out? That's a really good question. And I can't act like I have like the end all be all like prescription, but from my, so I've only been creating on X for about two and a half months consistently. And before I got on X, um, I, I learned about the kind of the previous meta, like you, you used to be able to like in 2022, you used to be able to go viral by essentially just writing like some like gimmicky chat GPT thread, you know, or something about like Pixar's storytelling frameworks, you know, like you could just put together the most cookie cutter kind of like thread and write it and it would blow up and paid retweets used to be huge. But now I think what Elon and his team seem to be consciously making an effort to do is to spotlight authenticity and to spotlight your uniqueness as a human. So I guess my advice to people is to A, spend, spend time offline and spend time reading books, spend time with your friends, spend time touching grass. You know, that's what people like to say, you know, like you're not going to, you're not going to have good ideas if you're just on a computer all day, you know, um, idea creation and ideation. Like that's what we're doing on X. Like your ideas are going to get stale, you know, if you're just not, um, if you're not getting out into the world. You know, like if you're at a coffee shop and you see a cute girl, go up, go ask that girl out, like go on a hike, you know, go backpacking, go on a book, a solo trip to Mexico, you know, just like get out of your fucking comfort zone. Like do, do things that are worth telling stories about. Um, that'd be like my first advice. Second advice is to, it's, uh, I guess it ties into that, but it's read, read classic books, you know, read fiction. Um, like, uh, for instance, like, uh, one of my favorite authors right here, I have a book, Jorge Luis Borges. He's like this Argentine author who just write, like, it's really difficult to read. Honestly, it's like very, very kind of uh, tough to get through, but like read tough books, read classic fiction books. So you're in touch with some of the best creative writing that's ever been done. Cause then you'll like subconsciously channel that through your writing. So read fiction, also read nonfiction, read philosophy books. Read Plato, read Friedrich Nietzsche. You know, I studied philosophy in school. Read the Stoics. 
just read everything. You read everything you can get your hands on and think about it and write about it and, you know, take notes. Um, that way you have like this kind of like, so what I do, this is kind of an information capture hack, kind of like a nerdy tech thing that I do. I have my Kindle. I do most of my reading on my Kindle. I have my Kindle connected to something called Readwise, which is, um, I, I, Charlie, you might know this hack. Then I have Readwise connected with Notion. So it's like, whenever I'm reading books on my Kindle, I have the best ideas that are instantly accessible within this Notion ecosystem. So I can just draw from those. So reading good books, experiencing life. Um, what, what was the question again? I've been talking for so long, I forgot what you said. Uh, the question, the question was, how can people getting into writing now, uh, stand out? Yeah. So I think all of those things, I think that there's just so much cliche writing on X that it's almost easy to stand out if you're doing these things. You know, I think the, there's a lot of NPCs that are just cranking out just cookie cutter framework content, you know, and like, you want to avoid that, like the plague. Uh, I shoot from the hip when I write, I don't plan any, like I've had a, like all my, like I have about, I think almost 1200 followers now and almost all my posts, like I consider my post almost a failure if it doesn't get 5,000 impressions. And like, I, my, my, my engagement's fucking crazy. Let's be real. And I think it's crazy because it stands out because I'm doing all these things. I think meditation is important. Exercise, sleep. Um, it's so complex because it's, it, 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 it's everything about you gets funneled into your writing. It's art. So the, it's the way that you see the world. So that'd be my answer. Just go out, like live the world, like live your life with, with bravery, with, um, with gusto, with curiosity, ask questions, read about whatever interests you. All the best writers are the most curious people out there. So that's what I would say. Bro, shit like that makes you like, <laughs> one of my favorite fucking creators on X just because like you're so real like you see all of this stuff through your writing and like you said you don't hold back at all like when you write like it's, yeah. it's all from the heart like it's all from you and a lot, I feel like a lot of people they overthink the process and they're like oh dude I need to write for clicks I need to do this follow these frameworks and stuff um and they follow like the, like what you said the cookie cutter stuff yeah. And they end up like just recycling the same stuff over and over and over again. And the timeline just gets flooded with all of the similar stuff. And then people end up confused about why they're not doing well or their posts aren't doing well. Well, maybe it's because you're not being creative and you're just copying other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And, you want to steal yeah, like an artist, you know, you want to be able to emulate, but not steal. Like, you know, like you, you take the best like kind of things from other people and then you, you use them like building blocks and bricks for your own kind of creative house. Yeah, exactly, bro. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you've associated yourself with the word based. Um, <laughs> this has kind of happened like after me and you talked, um, I kind of want to know like what got you into like the word based and like, why did oh. you choose it specifically? Well, based is just, I think one of the coolest like memes of the last couple of years. <laughs> It's like one of the real, like, it's such a great word. You know, I, I've had a lot of people ask me what it means. Cause like, I've been starting to say it like in real life outside of money X and people are like, bro, like what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's the opposite of cringe. It's based in reality, you know? And like, I figured it was just a great ethos for how I want to live my life. Like I want to be based in everything that I do. 
you know, I don't want to cope. I want to, I want to look reality right in the eyes and just see everything as clearly as I can possibly see it, which obviously like we're humans and we have a lot of biases and we have a lot of blind spots, but I think the mission of philosophy, the mission of like, uh, you know, uh, Socrates, he talks about how an unexamined life is not worth living. You know, you don't want to live this NPC existence. Nobody does. You know, I think if you were to ask anybody, it's like, do you want to be an NPC? I think everybody would say no, you know, like if they really thought about it. But the irony is like probably 90% of those people are actually NPCs, you know? So it's like, like by definition, 90% of people, 80, whatever, you know, are, are generally NPCs. They're living a life that was programmed for them. And like, in some ways I've lived my life like that too. So based is my mission to not be an NPC. And it took off because man, I, you know, as you can tell, I have kind of like a deep, a deep baritone voice. And it, it happened in Greg's spaces. Like Greg would say some stuff and then I'd be like, yo, that was based. And then it kind of like, it like picked up steam just cause I would like say it. Um, and it's become like part of my brand because people liked, like people just like hearing me say the word based. Like I'll literally be in spaces sometimes and I'll like get called up the stage and they'll be like, Tommy, say it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, based, you know? So it's, it's this really cool philosophical ethos. And it's also this really, uh, I don't know, the way I say it with my voice, I think resonates with people. So it's two pronged. And Tommy, you've been talking a lot about space. We talked about spaces before the podcast, talking about spaces now. Yeah. How are you liking spaces or what are some things you're doing with spaces? Spaces are amazing. I think that they are one of the ultimate tools for growth if you're on X. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're on X, chances are you're trying to build a personal brand. Like there's some business brands on X, but... I would figure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a, a creator that's looking to to build your own personal brand. So if you're on X and you're not on Spaces, you're fucking up. Um, I'm going to put it that simply. Like you're really not leveraging this platform the way that it could be leveraged because uh, words are wonderful. Like writing is absolutely wonderful. I'm never going to disrespect writing as a craft, but when you're speaking, people hear your emotion in a much different way. You can emphasize certain words like I'm doing now. Like you can inflect your voice in ways that um, that kind of like transfer different types of meaning to other people. And also, you know, when you're on a space and you're just hanging out, it's it's literally like you're hanging out in a locker room with some guys, you know, like you're just hanging out. You're you're chatting. It's informal. And I'm going to do this because we're on a podcast and you asked me about spaces. Uh, Dakota Robertson, one of the biggest creators in the entire economy. Uh, Trung, is it okay if I tell the story? I think you know yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's a pretty base story. So I was in a, a late night space one time with Greg and Dakota Robertson and a couple of other big creators. And the space was called the Come Zone, like C-U-M, Come Zone. It was very <laughs> lewd um, and inappropriate. But like Dakota Robertson was there. This is this guy that I've looked up to for years. I And, and the topic, mind you, was where's the weirdest place that you've ever come? And that question <laughs> came up. I told my answer, by the way, it was a handicapped bathroom in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, in, in, in their airport. And Dakota thought it was funny as hell and followed me because I was in the space and I made a joke, you know, just shooting the shit. Like, where else, are, where else is that going to happen? You know, I think that illustrates the power of spaces perfectly. Like, you, it, you get to brush shoulders with some of the biggest, brightest, and most creative people in the online creator economy. And you just get to like, you get to be funny. Like, don't take it so seriously. Um, because I think people 
so like value, for instance, that's a huge idea. Like we're all trying to be valuable, you know, like we want to be value creators, but value is not just business wisdom, you know, value is entertainment. So I think value is two prompt. There's education and there's entertainment. And I think spaces, they merge it like, like Greg Lund, I'm going to keep plugging him. He's my homie. He's incredible, you know, because he, he's funny as hell, but he also packs a serious punch with the knowledge and the social media strategies that he's, he provides. So when you go on spaces, don't take it so damn seriously. Like it's not LinkedIn. Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to jack yourself off. Like, you know, just like be a human, you know? So yeah, no. that was a little too lewd, but like, that's, that's some real shit. No, that, that is real shit, bro. That is real shit. Like there's so many um awesome creators who are on like spaces too. Like you mentioned Greg, there's NFT God, there's Journeyman, there's um Thomas Davidson, there's Emma, yes. Emma Chang. We had her on the podcast. Like oh, there's so many. I love Emma. She's so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. She's really cool. And I feel like it definitely like spaces are definitely um very important. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, I've been neglecting um spaces. So I've been on X for about since like August and I haven't really nice. hosted any spaces properly um, until like today. I've only been doing like um, a few like random pop-up spaces with Sat, you know, Sat. Oh yeah, um, I was in one. It was good. I yeah, liked it. Yeah. yeah that was mm -hmm. like when me and you met, I think. But mm -hmm. um, in general, I haven't really touched spaces properly until today. And when I was on the space with uh, my co-host Alina, um, we ended up running it for about two hours and I ended up like gaining like 10 followers just from talking and stuff. I, I was, it was kind of mind blowing. I was like, I was, I was like, what, dude, what, how, how I, I didn't expect it to happen, but it was just like, dude, like people fuck with you more just because there's that extra level of authenticity and relatability mm. when people yes. hear your voice instead of just like you're right reading your writing and stuff because everyone sound like sounds the same technically with the words but you know you can put your own little spin on stuff but mm -hmm. with your voice it's a lot different there's deeper levels to it and there's mm -hmm. like more emotions in general um mm -hmm. i'm trying to relay this back into a question i could ask you um sure. so you okay so you we, we were talking earlier and you you um had your first uh consulting call today yeah. or yesterday yeah. or something how how, how is that, bro? Oh, you've had, had two? two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, had, shit. Well, I mean, I posted this. So I was in a space the other day, and mm -hmm. uh, actually it was Emma. Emma was the host, and then her co-host. Oh. I don't do, – do you follow um, Virgil Brewster? Oh, yeah, it was Virgil. Yeah, the Virgil one, yeah. Yeah, Virgil yeah. was on it, and um, he was the, like, he was the guest that Emma was interviewing. And I don't, if you guys don't follow Virgil Brewster and you're on X, like, please follow him. He's He's one of the – in my opinion, one of the most valuable creators in all of X. And he, um, I gave him, like, I asked him a question. I was like, Hey man, like, uh, my writing, my engagement are really good, but I want to monetize. Like, how do I monetize? Like, cause I've been struggling with that for the past few weeks. Cause you know, I'm, I'm on X to, to get freedom. And like, let's be real. Money is a big part of that. It's not the main thing that I want, but money is energy. It's like one of the most powerful things that like we have, like it, it gives you optionality to do whatever the hell you want to do. And I want to make money. And I asked Virgil, I was like, Hey man, like, what would you do to monetize? And he was like, Tommy, he was like, you're, he was like, your engagement's insane. Like you have better engagement than a lot of accounts that have like 50,000 people. I was like, Holy, shit. like, I was like, you're right. First, first off. And then, uh, I was like, okay. Like, and he was like, what you should do is offer some free calls to people. Like hop on three free calls 
um, with people in the next week and then get together your offer. I, I actually realized I kind of made a mistake. So I, I post, this is the, I've made a post last night. Um, this doing great, but it's almost doing too great. I said, this is this. I said, I said, my engagement on this app has been absolutely wild the past few weeks. Um, uh, but Virgil Brewster advised me in the space today to start volunteering my consulting and coaching services to other creators on X. I said, if you're seeing this and would like a free consult on how to get some outrageous traction, please DM me. I'm at your service. Dude, I've gotten like fucking 40 or 50 messages from people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm setting up like 30 or 40 calls this week. And like, I had a call this morning with a girl and dude, it, it was actually kind of wild, man. Like she, she told me that, like, I, I, I'm, she said it was a life-changing call. We talked for 30 minutes and I'm like, whoa. So I, like, I really am a believer that the universe or God, whatever you want to call it. I do think that there's some type of intelligence force out there that's benevolent force that's helping us. And I almost view that as a sign that like, this is work that I need to be doing. You know, if like, that's what happened in like a 30 minute call with my first person that I'm consulting with. So I think that there's a lot of energy here and I really like consulting and coaching. So I'm going to keep doing these calls. And I, that my, I guess my advice to new creators is to, it's to, it's to just try, like, just, just consult with people, see, see what people naturally resonate with, you know, like about your service, about your vibe, because we all have unique energies. We all have unique gifts in this life. And I think it's, it's, it's a moral good for us to move into those gifts, to use them as much as we can. So yeah, that's the, today's been crazy. You know, like I actually just before this call, the reason I was two minutes late is because I was talking with another guy that he's actually talking about maybe paying me to be his coach. So it's like, there's a lot of power there to, to help people, like help people give value, give as much value as you can for free. Uh, the market will reward, will reward you eventually. And Tommy, I have, we like to do scenarios here on Elevated. Okay. So let me give you a scenario. Let's say okay. that we have a yeah. creator, maybe he's 26. He doesn't like his nine to five and he's trying to get in the creator space, but he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he has any gifts or he feels like he's like talentless, so to speak, or what he's doing and what he got trained in, he doesn't like doing. And he's looking yeah. for something else. What advice would you give to him about finding something that's fulfilling? Yeah, I mean, I probably, I don't like giving advice in general. Like I need to know somebody pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm always like an inquiry based kind of person. Like, because mm -hmm. ultimately I believe that like, we all kind of know deep within our body what we have to do. So if you mm -hmm. ask the right kind of like open-ended questions, I think that you can lead people to their own truth. But for somebody like that, I would ask them, like what, what really excited you when you were like five or six or seven, you know, what was really exciting to you when you were a kid? Because I think that there's deep truth in that, you know, we were all, I mean, I'll ask you that like, Matt, I, I'm just, I'm just generally trying and Matt, what did you guys like to do when you were like five or six? Like, what did you really like? What were you really obsessed with? Uh, I can go first. I was obsessed with like cars. Bro. I loved like video games and cars and like, all that kind of stuff when I was a kid. I didn't like yeah. school. I didn't really like school. Um, mm -hmm. Still kind of don't, but... <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, I'd say that I really liked Legos. So it was building. So that, that I transferred that into into creativity. So yeah. I mean, at heart, I'm a writer. Um, I know my con... I mean, I, I moved into video because I just felt like that's where the opportunity was. But 
there's a, a big writing component to making videos. Um, if you don't know, Tommy, mm -hmm. I work for a marketing agency as a content writer. Oh, nice. So, so that's, that's my thing. Love writing. Um, that's kind of how I found, I didn't think of it like that until recently where I'm looking back on my story and I'm saying, oh, that's how I got here. That's how I found this. But like you said earlier, mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. And I mm -hmm. felt like I kind of went full circle. Um, so that, that was my story. Yeah. No, that's super cool because I, I really believe that, you know, that like, people have that, like, you'll, you'll speak with people sometimes and they'll say, I'm not creative, you know, like, I'm not a creative person. It's like, that's, that's horseshit, you know, like it really is. Right. It's a psyop. You know, I think, I think we're psyop just over years of this just monolithic, like system that puts us, you know, like we go, like I went to college, I went to Virginia Tech, I got my degree. You know, I didn't really like school at all. Like it was kind of bullshit, you know, like you just sit in these classes and they just, you take these tests for things that you're never going to have to like really know again for the rest of your life. doesn't make any sense. Um, and then we go and we get these corporate jobs. You know, that's what most people do that are, you know, kind of on this standard trajectory and our society and our culture just systematically beat out creativity. Like they beat the shit out of us. And they, they, they kill our, they kill our dreams. They kill our passion. They kill our creativity. We can't have that happen. Like, I, and I, I think that when people say they're not creative, it just means that they're really psyoped into believing that, you know, that's what I really think. And I think if people can connect back to like what really lit them up as kids, you know, like I was really into basketball. Like I loved basketball. Like when I was sick, like I'm older, like I'm 33. So when I was like six, Michael Jordan was big. You know, like I used to, I was obsessed with Michael Jordan because I would watch him and I would like feel the energy he would put out into the world with that ball. Like it was fucking like a spiritual experience to watch Michael Jordan play. I like that. I would also sit down and I would write stories in a little journal, you know, um, I would draw pictures. Now I take photos and I write online, you know? So I think if you can connect back to that childlike sense of joy and that childlike sense of wonderment. I think you can find your creative juices again, but I think for some people, it's just buried really deeply. So I think honestly, and the other thing about creativity is to me, creativity is spirituality. It's the same shit. Like for me, spirituality is connectedness to some type of higher power. You know, again, it doesn't have to be God. Like it can be whatever you want to call it, you know, but I think when you're creating, you're having a conversation with God, you know, like, like, where is that coming from? You know what I mean? Like when you write down your ideas, you write, you know, like it wasn't there and now it's there. Like that's, that's magical. So I think helping people move back into that joy and that love and that, and that like sense of play. I think that's what we have to do. Over here at Elevated, we, we um, view things as like a long-term project and, Everything is long-term. Oh, yeah. We view things through a long-term long -term scope. And when you hate the process, you know, when you call yourself yeah. not creative and stuff, that beats up your head and it kind of messes with your overall long-term vision just because you're going to be like, oh, dude, I can't think of shit. I'm not creative. I can't think of ideas. I'm not creative. Like, I feel like for me, I might not be the greatest, um, like, artist. I suck at I'm not. I draw stick people, okay? <laughs> I draw stick people. I, I, I'm just bad at, like, painting. But I feel like a lot of society thinks, like, being creative is only, like, being creative with art instead of, like, creative with, like, ideas and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Like, how I view myself as a creative, I view myself as, like, I, 
I, I can come up with good ideas and I can transfer those ideas into words. Like that's mm-hmm. how I view my creativity. Um, yeah. Not, not only just framing it through like the lens of, Oh, you're artistic. I feel like creativity and artistic are usually like intertwined when it comes to most people. People think those two are similar things, but in reality, like creativity can mean literally anything. Like I don't think yeah. you have to, you don't have to nail it down to just being artistic. I think you can be very, very broad with the term creativity. So I, I agree with you to some extent, but also I want to push back. Trung, what is art? What, what is that to you? How I view is how I I view art as like painting and drawing, bro. But I I, I see the point you're trying to make. I see the point you're trying yeah. to make. Because yeah. I view art, it's almost any any form of human expression. You know, like mm. I view this as art. What we're doing right now, like you know, with your podcast, like we are literally creating this thing that will be out there now, um, and it wasn't there before. So I agree with you. I do think that there's like. It just depends on how you define art. You know, this is like my philosophy mm-hmm. grad coming out right now. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think anything can be art. Like living is art. Like the way you wake up, the way you spend your time, the way you show up for your friends and your family, the way that you write, the way, like li- like the way you take a shower, like it's all art, man. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we need to stop treating every, like, like, like we're only going to be alive one time as far as I know. Life is short. Like, you know, the, the sands of time are just trickling down the hourglass every single second. And like, you just have to start, like, really romanticizing your own life and, like, treating everything like art and everything like creativity because life is art. You know, like, we're, we are products of billions of years of evolution, like cosmic evolution. Like, what? You know, the Big Bang happened, like, 13.7 billion years ago. And the atoms that are in our body right now, like, came out of that Big Bang, you know? So it's just like this constant unfolding and creating. It's it's all so beautiful. Yeah, this is this is my uh, hippie coming out right now. <laughs> yeah, and and that's super interesting. And I'm I just came this came into my mind while you were saying that. It's like yeah. back in the Roman and Greek age, I feel that yeah, art sure. was viewed as it was viewed from a wider perspective. But Trung's perspective, or I'm not sure if that's actually his perspective, but I get the point he was trying to make with with art. Most people, normies, NPCs, they view yeah. art as paintings and drawings. Like if I were yes. to tell my friends, um, my non-business friends, that I'm an artist, they would say, you're full of shit. That's insane. <laughs> no, you, you just yeah. write. I don't even think yeah. they'd go that far, right? So <laughs> it, it, it got lost. I don't know when it got lost. I don't know if it was 100 years ago. I don't know if it was... 20 years ago, but it's definitely, it definitely has been, it has been lost. It's a lost art. The art yes. is a lost art. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. That, that'd that be pretty cool. Like that could be a dope post right there. I, I like that a lot. Mm. Um, I like, I like that general uh, sentiment. I agree, man. I, I just don't, I think that, like I had said earlier, I think from a very young age, like we are indoctrinated with bullshit Um with like the matrix, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, I know Andrew Tate likes to call it that. And like, I think there's some truth to that, you know, like, I do think that we're kind of like living in this weird matrix that like, we Mm -hmm. didn't have a say in creating. And I think we have to question literally everything, like every single belief that you have in your head, like, you think that's your belief? Like, you think that that's something you came up with? Like, usually it's not. Usually it's something that like a teacher taught you. And that's a teacher that's not usually a creative person. Or like a professor, you know, that's within the university system. Like they're not creative people. They're just like kind of working within the same system. And 
you have to relentlessly and rigorously question literally everything that comes into your head. You know, like, is this something that's true? Um, who would benefit from this information being true? You know, like, yeah, you, you just have to, you have to be a thinker. You have to, you have to ask all these questions. Yeah. yeah. Like diving deep into a bunch of questions and overall, like your own thoughts is very powerful, especially when you're like writing your own content, I would say, because yeah, you're essentially like prying at your head and then, um, like your head is unique. Your brain's unique. Your thoughts are unique. All those mm. things are unique to you. And when you meditate on them or journal about them, mm -hmm. those things, like when you do those things, like it brings an extra level of clarity and people like, especially when you write, write that way and you're in that form of clarity and you're writing, it pops mm -hmm. and stands out. And that's part of the reason why I think your stuff is very good. Um, is because you, no, yeah. Like, dude, like your shit's fucking fire. Um, uh, thank you. But, but like, I feel like part of it is just clarity, right? Like you're very, you, you have, you come from a philo philosophical background. You, you're, um, you're exposed to like these, you know, things that a lot of NPCs aren't right. Like <laughs> thinking deeply and stuff like that. And a lot of people, they just go on their days and they don't really sit and actually think about their thoughts or any of these other things that are thrown at them. And as creators, when you actually do that, your ideas are a lot more clear. And as a result, your content is a lot more clear too. Well said, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think writing specifically, it's like writing is just thinking. That's all it is. You know, if usually if you read some writing and you don't like it and it's, it's in quotes bad, it's usually because it's just bad thinking. Like it's bad logic. You know, the, the different words just, they're not connected in like a, you know, a logical kind of, and, and rhythmic, you know, I think good writing is that, that, that's something I think you do well, Trung, is with your writing. You, you have good rhythm to your writing, you know, like you, you use like kind of like something I see in your writing is like you use short sentences, long sentences, you know, bat, like jab, like, you know, it's like boxing. It's like jab, jab, punch, you know, like that's like jab, jab, hook. Um, I'm, I'm not a boxer. Um, if you couldn't <laughs> tell, but you know what I'm saying? Like you want to throw constant different looks at people, you know, it, there needs mm -hmm. to be a natural rhythm to your writing. Um, man, write, writing is thinking, speaking is thinking as well. Also, I think yeah. it's like, I, that's why I like spaces as well, because spaces, it's a force function for speaking well. Cause you know, like if you're on like Greg Lunt's page, stage, he's going to chew you out, dude. If, if you're, if you're, if your speaking sucks, he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks about it, you know? And like right. the room will tell you, like people won't like, there'll be kind of like an awkward pause after you say something. So that's, that's why I'm so bullish on X, on spaces. It's a force function on so many different things. It teaches you how to speak. It teaches you how to think. It teaches you how to write. And like, again, I, I said that Dr. Jordan B. Peterson quote earlier. Um, if you can do those things, you're a beast. Like whether you want to be a sales professional, a marketer, um, a business owner, a CEO, like you need to know how to do those things. And you need to know how to do them really damn well as well. So if you're listening to this, right now i would say become a better speaker become a better writer become a better thinker like everybody is gonna everyone's gonna be better for it absolutely that's so true mm -hmm. and we talked mm -hmm. a lot about philosophy on this podcast primarily philosophy but i don't know if this is really up your alley but let's say that sure. i'm that 26 year old writer or creator and i know i'm not pretty i'm pretty trash at writing i'm not very good <laughs> is yeah. the only way just to practice or are there some formulas or frameworks that you like to use in your writing since you've been a writer for a very long time? 
It's a good question. I mean, yeah, I, I think repetition is not the only answer, although like repetition is the base layer. Like, like you need mm -hmm. to just write every day. I think it's that simple. Like if you can't carve out the time to write every day, then I, I don't know what to say. You know, like I think you need to be able to write 30 minutes to an hour or more every single day, but writing isn't the only, um, it's not the only solution. It's just the, like the base layer, like low hanging fruit. You need to iterate, like you need to get feedback on your writing. That's why I think writing on X is so powerful because Trung, I'm sure like, you know, I've had posts that have flopped. I'm sure you've had posts yeah. that have flopped. And yeah. it's like, it's a, it's immediate feedback on your writing. It's like, well, like that didn't hit. And then it forces you to be like, why didn't this hit? Um, so I think posting on X is a force function for that. I also think getting in groups and like making friends with people um, on X who, you know, like who, who will keep it real with you and then sending your writing over to them, getting feedback. So I think repetition, feedback, iteration, repetition, feedback, iteration. It's just mm -hmm. this cycle. And if you do that enough time, and then um, I'd also throw in, like I said earlier, like reading excellent fiction, reading excellent books. Um, that's the way to go. Like you have to, you know, like follow Kieran Drew, follow Dan Coe, um, follow Dickie Bush, you know, follow the, you know, the goat to the creator economy and study um, their top tweets, you know, like download, what is it called? Um, Tweet Hunter, download the Tweet Hunter extension. And then you can go to everybody's top tweets and see what the common threads are because there are common threads. You know, I, I think, I think the most important thing, I, I'm sure trying, you would agree too. It's the hook. Like you have to be able to immediately hook people's attention. You have to be able to stop the scroll. So study good hooks. Um, a course that I really liked, um, I'm a big Dan Coe stand. You know, I love Dan Coe. I think he's like maybe the most amazing creator in the space. Um, you know, he's like, you know, like kind of the God of our creator economy, but he has that course, the two hour writer that I think is incredible. Um, I got so much value from that course. Uh, study copywriting. I'm reading a book right now. One second, it's called the ad week copywriting handbook. Oh my goodness. It, I just started it last night, but bro, that book is blowing my mind. It's from Joe Sugarman, um, a legendary copywriter. So another one too, that I really like is on writing well by William mm -hmm. Zinser. Um, just, just a goaded book right there. So read books on writing, like just become a student of the game, student of the craft, you know, like it's being a good writer, like, like, Getting good at anything, it's it's hard. It's really hard. But I think every single thing you'll ever do in life involves that. Repetition, feedback, iteration. Just that 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 cycle. Dude. And it's mm -hmm. it's awesome you say that, Trung, because you wrote a newsletter on it this week. I'm writing a newsletter on it. Or you wrote it last week. I, I'm writing one this week, and we made a whole podcast episode on it, right? <laughs> what, what What was the podcast episode on? It was about how consistency isn't everything. And instead of, mm -hmm. of focusing on just repetition, you want to win in the creator economy, you should be constantly iterating because if you're constantly putting out shit, uh, you're going to get shit results. You might, you're going to get better over mm -hmm. time, of course. But uh, my newsletter this week specifically is about um, a lot of the calls I've been doing recently with Trung, with my editor, with uh, a couple guests that we had on. And mm -hmm. I've just been doing calls with them where they, I had a call with, uh, I'll name drop, Joseph Oliver. Uh, it was Trung, my editor, his editor. Nice. Uh, and we all got together and he, he used to be a Twitch streamer and he write, he has a dropshipping brand. 
And he broke mm-hmm. down a, a structure for me because I didn't really know what I was doing with my real scripts. Like I was just like, okay, I was just testing different things. I was, I was just going through the, the motions. And as you mentioned that you got value from, from Dan Coe's course, um, you got value from just taking someone's insights, you know, where they, I th- who said that quote, the quote where it's like, um, like learn from other people um, so that you don't have to make the mistake yourself. I don't know exactly yes. how that goes. I believe that was Albert Einstein. Am I correct? Sounds like something he would have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. I know. I... Anyway, yeah. So, so we got a Zoom call and broke down all my my real scripts, and now they're performing a lot better. And so that was a mm. valuable lesson that I learned. That, you know, we like to share things right as we learn them to 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 be as valuable to our audience. You know, we're not like up here viewing our audience down here. We're growing with our audience. We all grow together. That's we, we, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean. I would imagine like in a podcast too, you get to learn from all your guests too, you know, like Tim, I know Tim Ferriss talks a lot about, like I'm a huge Tim. He's my favorite podcaster ever. And I know he taught, and I really like, um, mother, I like Lex Friedman a lot too. He's, he's right up there in that goaded list for me. Um, and Joe Rogan mm-hmm. obviously is up there too. Um, but, uh, Tim Ferriss talks a lot about how his podcast has started because he was, he was selfish because he just wanted to learn all these things from these people, you know, but in the podcast format, like, you get to learn and you also get to, like you said, help your audience learn as well. So I, I think podcasting is so beautiful. And like, I'm really, I would love to get into podcasting too. You know, um, I love what you guys are doing. That that means a ton, bro. Uh, you mentioned like reading fiction and stuff. Yeah. And yeah I, I, I kind of see it in your writing because uh, you made a post, I don't know how long ago, I think it was like a few days ago, earlier this week or like last week. You mentioned you were in a like a car accident, and yes. your image imagery in that post was crazy, bro. Like it, like when I was reading through it, like I the picture of like the actual event happening was like painted in my head. Um, yeah, thank I, you. Like yeah, like I, I'd like you to like dive a little deeper into like that story as a whole, but also like how you use the imagery in your content. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, that event was fucking crazy, bro. Like I've actually. I took the last few days off from the gym because I was like, my back was a little fucked up, but it's actually like, it's, I, I honestly was so lucky, man. Like, um, I, I reflected with my, like I was in the car with two of my friends. They're both photographers. And like, we ultimately got T-boned by like this car and I was in the back right seat and like, dude, the car hit me directly. Like if it had been going faster, it would have just like crushed my body. You know what I mean? Luckily it wasn't going fast enough to do that. But like, you know, like, I, I, it was so fucking scary, man. Like it was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my whole life. But the, um, imagery in writing, like I'm actually reading this really awesome book right now. It's a fiction book. I would highly recommend it for anybody. It's called Shantaram, S-H-A-N-T-A-R-A-M. And it's about a story of this, uh, it's an Australian guy that like goes to India and like lives in India for like a couple of years. Um, and it's, it's just mind blowing. And the way he utilizes imagery in that book is stunning. Like every scene is like, cause ultimately storytelling, I think the power of it lies in emotional resonance. And I think you can really resonate with people emotionally if you engage their senses, you know, all the senses mm-hmm. like sound, like, you know, sight, hearing, touch, like the more, the better. And the smoother you can do that, the better. You know, I, I think that that's like the essence of dope storytelling right there. It's like, cause I've read so many good stories in my life and I've like thought about them, you know, and like one of the reasons I like, like 
the other day I was reading this Shantaram book and I like couldn't put it down. I just like kept like, I couldn't do anything. I was like, I was laying on this couch right here. It was like a Sunday morning. I had nothing to do. I just read it for a couple of hours and I couldn't stop reading it because of just how hooked I was. And I realized that I was hooked because the scenes were just all so vivid, you know, and he was just painting such a beautiful picture of this world. So I think you just, you want to world build. You want to put people into like your own like reality as much as you can. I, I think that's what we all want with stories. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. you'd say storytelling is a key component to growing on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a key component to growing on any social media platform, you know, cause I, I actually, you know, I, I've built my Instagram following to the better part of, it looks like I have almost 3,600 followers now. And it's because I like take photos and like my photos tell stories about places, you know, it's just, and like, you know, you, you, you make videos, Matt, like I'm sure when you uh, make your videos, like you're thinking about like the story you're telling, right? Like, Absolutely. Each video is about a different, about a different subject and you're trying to tell a story. So I think, you know, storytelling, it's, it's like one of the most ancient human arts, you know, it's, it's a cliche at this point, but like, you know, like that's like one of the most human things is telling stories. It's the, one of the things that makes us humans is our ability to tell stories to other people. Um, so I, I think if you can master storytelling and master the, you know, like marketing, all of marketing is essentially telling stories. You know, like, they, like when I say the brand Apple, you know, like you immediately have a bunch of different associations with that brand. Like it makes you feel all different types of ways. You know, maybe they're good ways, maybe they're bad ways. I don't know. But each brand, you know, like they're positioned in your brain as a story. So I think it's important for business and it's important for life in ways that are really hard to like to articulate their importance. Dude, 100%, bro. Like, the stories and stuff, especially on, like, Twitter, like, X, bro. Yeah. Like, you see a lot of these, like, posts, you know, like, what you were talking about, the cookie cutter stuff. And yeah. when you see, like, a story or, like, a well-put-together post on the timeline, it just pops. It stands yes. out, right? And that's the goal, right? You want your stuff to stand out. Like, part of the reason why Tommy is blown up, part of the reason why I'm blown up is we've found our own ways of doing that. And standing mm -hmm. out and just building just through the art of like storytelling, right? Or mm -hmm. your posts, um, they dive really deep into stories, bro. Like you, you have your short posts, you know, you have your like few one liners every so often. But yeah, my favorite posts from you are the ones that are like very long, just because yeah, like your writing is just like it, it stands out, bro. It's completely different from anybody I've seen, and that's um why you're doing really well i'd say thank you bro yeah I, I definitely think that's part of it and i think i think part of it's just like you know like people like my vibe on on spaces too like if you can go on spaces and just like connect with people in like this real way you know like it, you're unstoppable you know if you write every day um but the, yeah there's no there's no like i think the prescription is write every day go on spaces write long form like i think i think you need like three or four long form posts a week I think, um, because those, those display your personality in such a deep way. Like you can't write a long form post without going deep and like telling people about your person. Like today, actually I'm connected. I'm not going to drop this guy's name, but he's a creator that's going pretty fast on X and he hit me up. He sent me a long post that he wrote and he wanted to get feedback and I gave him feedback. And the feedback was, it felt very cookie cuttery. I'm like, bro, like you got to put more of your emotion in here. Like, what did the room look like when you were in there? Like when you had this moment, like, 
what did you smell? What did you feel? Like what, um, what was going on in your inner world? You know, cause we, that's what we crave. I think all of us, we, that's what we want as humans. Like we are biologically designed to, to crave good stories. You know, it's why the movie industry is so big. Um, you know, why else would you pay money to go see a movie? Like they're, they're, that wouldn't make any sense if you didn't want to watch the story. So yeah, I think if you, if you can learn storytelling and yeah, I mean, I think the best way is just reading fiction, man. It's watching good films. It's getting entranced within stories and then dissecting what it was about those stories that like really, really hit you. And then once you do that enough times, like it'll just, it comes out of you subconsciously, you know, it just, it'll just, you know, come out of your brain just organically. So that's what I would advise. Let's turn on this light. It's getting dark in Denver over here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's absolutely amazing. Um, as for you though, Tommy, what are some goals for the right, you know, two months left of 2023 going into 2024? What are you looking to accomplish? You yeah. got photography, you got the personal brand. Hmm. Good question, bro. Like, I think right now, I think by Q1 or Q2, like I think by like March of next year, I want to quit my corporate job. I have a sales job. Um, I'm not going to name my company for obvious reasons, but I work at a, an, uh, at a company here in the United States and a sales job and it yeah. pays me nicely. You know, it's, I got a nice 401k, nice healthcare benefits, but I don't like being tethered to it. You know, I, I want freedom, you know, and I think by maybe March or April, of, you asked by the end of this year. So that doesn't answer your question. But, but that's well, my, it could be end that's of this my year or going into next year, like, like next year goals yeah. are perfectly fine too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this stage, like, you know, it's November, I'd like to get to 2000 followers by the end of the year if possible. Like I was a little bit ambitious and I feel like I could add on 800 more. I think you could too, Trung, um, or 900, you know, we're pretty much at the same follower count. So I want to get to 2000 in the next couple of months if possible. Um, and then I'd like to continue this is like my second podcast in a couple of weeks now. I like that. I think I'd like to create an offer by the end of the year, create a coaching offer. And I also think I'd like to create a newsletter and scale it up to 500 people by the end of the year. All, all a bit ambitious, but I think they're doable. And then honestly, you guys are inspiring me. Like you guys and other people are inspiring me to, to get on the podcast game because I think podcasts are amazing. I mean, I have a question for you guys. Like what, what advice would you guys give to people that are looking to start a podcast that haven't done it? Yeah, Matt, go ahead. You wanna... I'll um, let you go first. I'll let you go first. So my advice would be just to start because okay. like, here's the thing. I, when I first started, I didn't know what I was doing and we're still learning. We're still growing. I'm not going to act like I have it figured out. Really. I don't, but I had no experience in podcasting. I'd only done reels. I didn't, when I first started reels, I had no experience in video. So it's the same thing every single time. I have projects open right now that I'm just now figuring out. I'm just trying to to make it happen, getting getting into it, and giving myself permission to have time to make it happen. That doesn't mean that I don't do what I need to do, but I'm okay with not getting results for a long time. I'm okay with progress being slow because all that means is I have I have room to grow myself. I'm sure Trump mm. would say the same thing. I'm not after, of course, well, of course, I'm after monetary success. Of course, I'm after freedom. But what's most important to me is personal growth. I want to see myself oh, become better yeah. because I know that if I become better, then those things will come to me. Mm. That's, that's the secret. Sauce. Preach. Yeah, no, I love that. So 
your advice is just to just do it, just start. Do it. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, yeah. it, 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 you have to get good at it, but you Riverside's mm-hmm. like 25 bucks a month, pay the Riverside oh. bill, get a co-host or do it yourself, ask some of your connections, send a couple DMs, be like, hey, who doesn't want to come on a podcast? It's really not that hard to get people on a podcast and mm-hmm. get them to come on. Or like I said, get a co-host and you can you can do the first 15 episodes just with a co-host. and Go from there. You get good at it over time. Our first episode was absolute garbage, but now we're not that <laughs> <half> bad. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you guys are doing a great job. Like I've I've really enjoyed being on here. And I think you're asking good questions and I um yeah, keep it up. And that's great advice. How about you, Trung? What would you say? Uh I would say um it's not that it's really not too hard. Um, so like what Matt said, like just get started. Uh, a lot of like the, cause like our podcast, it's just conversation. So there's not as much editing. Um, I do all the editing for our stuff, but I rarely ever have to properly go through and edit stuff. Um, so it, it's not too bad. Like you just get Riverside and then from there you can just record, click record. And then it does everything for you pretty much. And then you just upload it to these other platforms pretty much. Um, do you, do you guys use Spotify? Like, where, where, like, what's the? I don't even know. Like, where do you share your podcasts? So um, we're on, we're on YouTube and then Spotify and Apple Music. Um, this nice. is technical, but if you upload, and this is for anybody who's just starting a podcast, I don't know how many people are out there. Um, Trung and I are getting technical today, but all you have to do is upload your podcast file. So Chung sends me the audio file. I upload it to an RSS feed on Spotify. Um, Anchor or Spotify bought a company called Anchor called Spotify for Podcasters now. Upload it. And then I think it's like 20 a year for the Apple Creator program. You buy the program it's and then, yeah. And then you just, it automatically transfers over. So not hard at all. <laughs> it's not, nice. you'd think what, it'd what be micro- daunting. What microphone do you use? Yeah. What, what microphone Yeti. do you use? Yeah, we, we, we both, both have Blue Yeti. We both have Blue Yetis. Yeah. Okay, I'm just I'm just looking that up. Okay, that's dope. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Tommy, it's been amazing having you on. Thank you so much for coming oh, yeah. on. This has been this has been one of our best conversations yet. So thank you so much. I think you're just saying that, but but thank you. I appreciate no, I'm you not. guys. I'm not, Tommy. <laughs> I'm not. This has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and i'm 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 just on again like i know i said this at the beginning but i'm just honored humbled and grateful to just be here you know and like just to be alive you know like it's it's a beautiful thing like what we're doing right now in this creator economy you know like if you're listening to this and you're beginning creator just keep going it gets better like you're gonna get out of beginner hell like just it's again it's it's all about repetition iteration and just keep going, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, repetition, feedback, iteration, just, just keep it working. And if you, you have to fall in love with the process or else it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, where can, where can our audience find you? We'll have links in the description, but. Beautiful. Well, I'm on Instagram. Like if you want to follow my, I actually post a lot of my photography. We didn't talk much about photography today. That's a topic for another time, but I'm on mm-hmm. Instagram is Tommy Christie photo. You can find me mm-hmm. on Twitter as Tommy's writing, T-O-M-M-Y-S writing. And you know how to spell writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before I leave, I just want to say based. 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 Yeah, All right. Man. Well, this yeah, has like, been. You know, you guys- the-
This has been the 22nd episode of the Elevated State Podcast. And this wouldn't be an episode of the Elevated State Podcast if I didn't do this. You're still watching right now. You're an absolute legend. Send either me, Trung, or Tommy a DM letting us know that you're still here. Peace. Peace. Peace.